This is everyone's favorite wrestler, Rob Van Dam. You know what you're doing? You're listening to WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 298 of the official podcast Ooh, for more. WrestlingNewsSource.com. For two all of your information, you go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on that Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and I believe we're on a place called Satchel. Yes. So just uh, search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Get on the Satchel. Get on get on the Satchel? Yeah. All right. Um, you I'll can follow the bot If you wish, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. We're at WNS Podcast. You can follow Daniel at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Abear. There you go. So welcome to the show. Got lots to cover this week as we get ever closer to episode 300. Two more. Two more. There you go. Right around the corner. Getting excited for it. I'm getting pumped. I'm going to work on maybe a new intro just for the show. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. And um, for those of you who are listening, if you want to be involved in the show, uh, we are accepting audio submissions. Just send us a, a little audio clip of you talking about some of your favorite moments of the show, or if you want to just give us a well wish or yeah. congratulations. Or how much you miss Noah. How much you miss Noah. Whatever it is you want to talk about, if you want to submit an audio question for us, uh, just record it. Like I said, just a brief, quick little audio clip. Yeah, where did MF Butthole come and, from? And email it to podcastcrew at yahoo.com, and we might, or uh, yeah, podcastcrew at yahoo.com, and, uh, and we might feature it on the show. So really cool. Um, but we're going to talk about feedback, Hell in a Cell, Raw, SmackDown, maybe Total Bellas. I don't know if you guys caught it or not. I did not. Done? No. I, like I said, okay. like, uh, oh, well, like I said to you guys off air, I don't know if I ever <laughs> said on the show, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a little tight, uh, through Christmas is my busy season. So that's all right. Keep it tight. Uh, you know, it's going to be all I can do to keep up with Raw and SmackDown right now. But, uh, you know. Hopefully that's, you know, the best case scenario or worst yeah. case scenario that is. Um, yeah, but, but everything should go back to normal after the first. That's okay. Um, we've also got some hot topics to cover as well. So, again, welcome. Thank you for all all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Hanging in there? Yes. You ready for episode 300? Yeah. Yeah? Sure. You pumped? Um, I'm, are you proud? I am proud. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see how my attitude is when we get there. Proud Papa A Bear. Um, I don't have a baby. This is your baby. Oh. Okay. It's it's three hundred episodes old almost. Yeah. I can't hold it in my hands. Sure you can. Put all the episodes on a flash drive and hold that. Like there there it is. That's my show. On a several gigabyte. Hard drive, flash drive, whatever. Doug, how are you? 
I'm good. I got this yeah. fucking eight terabyte of, uh, external hard drive filled with thousands of wrestling shows. I'm trying to get to. <laughs> God. No, I'm so with jealous. No spare yeah. time. Eight terabyte. Um, it's cheap. It's just a couple. What's the bucks. highest that you can get? I think you can get like. I seen one that's like I seen like some crazy big box. It's like like a twenty gig or something. But, but I think it's like gig or I, terabyte. I, terabyte. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's like holy shit, a thousand dollars or some bullshit. Twenty terabyte. What? Well, I just get the cheap ones. Like, what on earth are you gonna put all on there? I got eight terabyte for like three hundred bucks or something like that. It's not that much. Get seven of those. You can put everything that's on the internet. Yeah, twice. I don't know. My 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 biggest fear is that I got like cheap external hard drives and they're gonna like shit out on me one day without me realizing it. And I'm storing all this stuff that I hope to eventually get to. Oh. Hopefully we need to buy like that. two so I can like back it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the bad part. I would have that fear too, man. It's not the top of the line. I don't want it to crap out on me. Mm-hmm. So let's um let's talk about some feedback that we got. Only bit of feedback we got is from uh from James saying Hell in a Cell matches just seem like regular match with a cage around it. Uh, they aren't the same since PG. Uh, but he also goes on to say I might be interested in the flow sports if everything is good. So thank you for the feedback. Uh, well, they have right now. They have Evolve, and the back catalog is supposed to be up as of. I think they're supposed to have everything up as of January first. So the system is not there, but it is, or what is it? It's what like do you mean? No, it's there. You can sign up now. You can sign up now. Wow, cool. The first event is Shine. I forget what number Shine it is, but it's later this month, <clears throat> and they're already putting up the back catalog of the um, Evolve Dragon Gate. They say, they say it goes all the way back to 2003, which was uh, Dragon Gate USA didn't start until 2008 or May, 2007 at the earliest. I want to say 2008. So when they say 2003, I mean they, I think they mean all the FIP, FIP stuff. There you go, so, Daniel. You can we can see the ones that we were at. Yeah. <clears throat> so they don't have it on that. DVD. <laughs> not yet. I'm still well, waiting. They have the VOD if you want that. I do not. That no. Uh, See Kaiju, uh, physical copy, yeah, of the well, events that yeah. I went to, yeah. yeah. Speaking of events that we went to, the uh, House of Hardcore event that we went to is available on DVD oh, and really? Blu-ray. Yes, you know it's cool to to have the event that you went to, mm-hmm. uh, like on TV, and that you can see yourself. When we uh, WrestleMania 25, when we went to the uh, uh, Ring of Honor shows. Mm-hmm. You could see us easily. <laughs> I think one on one DVD you could see us more than the other, but then there was one time we were split where I was uh right by the entrance when they were walking by. That was such Doug a was, that was such a bummer because I didn't realize they didn't tell me that on the tickets whenever I bought them and we didn't realize until we got there. Oh yeah. But I mean you can still see us, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. I need to rewatch that one. <clears throat> you dropped the cake. You dropped the cake. <laughs> You I don't know cake. if you can hear that. I don't know. It's I been mean, so long since I've the uh, <laughs> the asshole who was like passing it around, like handed it to me in, in a shitty way. So mm. it wasn't my fault. A bear will vouch for it. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> no one else, no one else saw it, but A bear was. Yeah, there, it's you know? not. It's not Doug's fault, but they blame Doug. Oh, the whole crowd is a bunch of assholes, <laughs> with the exception of Doug and yourself. Yes, that's right. 
So, uh, yeah, let's talk about what happened over the course of the weekend. Of course, uh, Hell in a Cell took place on Sunday. But before that, uh, Tyler and I took a nice trip up to Houston uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. We went and got to see uh, a few of the stars. Ooh, fancy men. Yeah. Uh, cruised up to uh, to Houston to see some of the stars of uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, a place called Trader's Village. Never mm-hmm. been there. It's pretty neat. Um, Yo, I heard it was a flea market. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, cool. uh, it's a big flea market. Um, yeah, only had to pay for the parking, which yeah, is four dollars, and you get to see the show. Well, I mean, you have to get there in a certain amount of time, and then you gotta get a uh, line, and they gave you bracelets. And if you got the bracelet, you know you're in. Yeah, but I think they denied some people, so they went around. Whoever gave you the bracelet, there was a guy with a uh, a clicker, or what's mm-hmm. it called? Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah, so you count every person. He's just keeping a tally, and then once they got, once you got to the limit, they clo- they literally closed the gates, and whoever was outside of the gates didn't get to, you know, go inside. But I mean, the, people could see from outside. The first that fifty was were automatically to, VIP. Yeah, and if you were also VIP, you could stay in the the part where the show was. For the mm-hmm. second show, like after they're done with the first, because they had to let they let they told everyone to get out except for the VIP, they could stay in there. Well, that was also for a meet and greet and autographs thing. So the VIPs got to stick around just uh, after everyone cleared out, and they got to after go. After we cleared out, there was already a long, long line. I yeah. bet we wouldn't have got in for the second show if we would have stayed. I mean, we could have. We would have. We just would have had to wait a really long time. Um, so we kind of walked around a little bit. Tyler was looking for some fruit to eat. Yeah, there was fruit. I was looking for an apple. They have just about everything you could possibly want at that thing. I mean, they had yeah. one one little shop that had lawnmowers and weed eaters and chainsaws and all that. And then right next to it was a bunch of TVs. And then right next to it was a bunch of clothes. And Across from that, there was the fruit and vegetables. Yeah, they had a bunch of fruit stands. And uh, people were selling bicycles and vacuum cleaners and Nintendo Wii. If we would have stayed more, like, I would have been interested to look everywhere because there, there was a lot of places we didn't look. I bet we could have found some cool stuff. Yeah. For sure. But we got to see three matches starring some of the uh, the folks from Lucha Underground. Paul London was a nice surprise. Um, well, one thing I didn't realize that he's in also in the trailer for the third season, but Paul yeah. London is in... Lucha Underground. I yeah, he's he's we actually. Didn't realize that. I think starting this week or in the coming weeks, he will be making his appearance because uh, I watched part of last week's episode and they showed a vignette and he was on it. The trio. Um, Three guys or just him? It was just him, and um, so he's going to be making his appearance on Lucha uh, Underground soon. Yeah, he has a weird getup. Yeah. Uh, what do you call that? that just a. A singlet or not a singlet? It looked a, like a looked like an Elvis suit. I mean, yeah, he had that he had a jacket on when he came out with it, and then he had a, a white top hat and uh, glasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because he went up. There was four sides uh, to the crowd, and there's the stands, and he would go up to the stands and let you know just high five every well, you know, in the everyone walkway, in the aisle. In the aisle. That was, it was really cool though. Mm-hmm. He fought uh, Marty the Moth. Yes. So, Which they were they were both goofy, man. It was it was, it was a fun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd was really pumped. Uh, Whenever him and Kendrick got released uh, from the Fed, whatever year that was, he was he also had like really he was doing like 
this intrepid traveler gimmick where he like wrestled in like a spacesuit. I mean, not like a fully like, but it's like an astronaut like suit or whatever. And uh, I don't know. It was he was. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but uh, he was. Marty was doing. I mean, he was. He's he's creepy, but I think he was <laughs> trying to uh, grind up on um, Melissa Santos because mm-hmm. she was there. Uh, no means no. Yeah, no means no. Uh, but speaking of Marty the Moth, um, I was actually friends with him on Facebook after his uh, Tough Enough days. For those of you who uh, who might who might recognize him, some of you might not. He was actually on the 2011 season of Tough Enough, and uh, he ended up leaving due to an injury. And uh, after that, I uh, sent him a friend request on Facebook, and he accepted. And we talked a little bit. And I was like, hey, you know, we'd love to have you on the show one day. And he's like, cool, talk to these people from the USA Network. And unfortunately, you know, it did not happen. Um, but after the uh, after the Lucha Underground show, or actually during it, because I was taking pictures and uh, I messaged a few of the pictures to him, and he was like, oh, those are awesome, thanks. And so I was like, well, hey, if you, uh, you know, if you have a shirt or something, I'd, I'd love to get one from you. And he messaged me back saying, no, I'm all out of T-shirts. Uh, all I have is a bracelet. But unfortunately, by that time, we had already left. Um, so I was like, well, uh, maybe we can get an interview or something like that. So um, we're hoping to have him on next week. So for those of you listening, there's something for uh, for you to look forward to. Uh, so we might have Marty the Moth on there. About- <laughs> I haven't learned my lesson. I know. All right. I know. I'm taking a gamble. But... uh We'll see how it plays out. That's what I'm saying. Hoping, and we're going to try to. You don't advertise interviews until uh, they're in the can. I know. You know that. I've doomed myself already. Sorry to all the people Rima. listening next week. And Rima. Yeah. Rima. I know. I know. I know. It's not public she was on the same season with him. It's not public till it's in the can, man. That's right. I know. Fucky. Okay. Hopefully... We will have that interview. I'd say edit that out, but I know you're not going to do that. No, not going to. So, uh, so yeah. So, be on the lookout for that. Maybe. We'll keep you posted. It was a real fun match, man. It really yeah. was. Um, the crowd was into it. Mm-hmm. All the moves and stuff. Like, just the whole show was just fun, fun, fun. And, um, Oh, no. What do they do between matches? The y'all only saw three matches. Yeah. Uh, Melissa with- talked a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Promoted the hell out of Cricket what, Wireless. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, how 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 long between matches? Like an hour? No. No. Thirty minutes? No. I mean, it was it was like an hour long. Okay. Total. So they had had the opening contest. Hey, let's talk about Cricket Wireless a little bit. Well, they're fucking uh, paying lot. for the whole thing, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, I'm sure, and, you know, they gotta they gotta cash that check. Yeah. Um, then they went in the second match. Oh, let's talk about Cricket Wireless some more. Third match starts. You know, hey, thanks for coming out. Don't forget to check out Cricket Wireless. They didn't have a little kiosk for, to sign people up for. No, Cricket yeah, Wireless? they did. They did. Of course they did. Yeah. yeah. They probably had like five. <laughs> oh, Tyler got a, a flyer, so <clears throat> he gets a free phone and activation. Yeah. If he switches to Cricket and also. Wireless. If you play, like, you sign up and you can play on this uh, machine. No, nah, I think that was own, just for anybody. Oh, uh, I was about to say, you can make your own sign. They had, like, a little print-on-demand thing, so you could type up whatever kind of sign you wanted and add little emojis and stuff to it, and you could print it out and bring it inside. So that was pretty cool. 
Um, they had the little display, which we posted pictures of on the Facebook page. It had the uh, the Lucha Underground Championship and the Gift of the Gods Championship uh, locked God, in. I wish I could hold that belt. Heck yeah! Was anybody recording it? I mean, did it look like they were recording it? Yeah, for later they were. On? They were. They were recording it. Right. Oh, yeah, taking photographs for sure. And no, I meant they had cameras. Yeah, they had show. video cameras. So I think it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like a broadcast thing no i don't or if they'll be like hey check out what we did over the weekend yeah i definitely wouldn't assume that it would be a like a like an actual episode but they Mm -hmm. may do like a here's a like a download of our tour or yeah they did that they also filmed like they had a guy go out on the outside before everyone went in and filmed the crowd on the outside yeah so they were you know they were obviously filming and uh, and they were trying to keep current with with the events going on because uh, the uh, main event for the first show was uh, Johnny Mundo. Who did he go up against? Drago. Drago, uh, in a nunchuck match, and uh, you know he came out and he was like, "Oh, you know, they they tried to play it off as this this title this match is for the Gift of the Gods Championship." And so Mundo came out and was like, "Oh yeah, just because I beat Sexy Star last week doesn't mean I'm going to be defending it." And you know they put it under lock and key, so there's no way I'm defending this title. He's good at keeping up with that because they're so far. Yeah, they the- filmed so far in advance, and yeah. you know you kind of have to be watching the show in order to know what's going on. But um, but yeah, I mean the the second match was the Mac going up against a guy named Garza, Garza Junior. Some, someone Garza Jr. He was very Jr. talented. I've never seen him before. He looked like a young Alberto Del Rio. Very talented. What was uh, weird, though, well, is... there's a Hector Garza, but he passed away. Yeah, like cancer. I don't know who this guy it was, was a, but he was very talented. And it and, was an H uh, that started it. And I tried to look it up online, and I couldn't find any information, but uh, it was H. Uh, first initial was H, Garza Jr. So maybe it was Hector Garza Jr. I don't know, but... Um, but I mean, he was entertaining as hell. Yeah, he was, man. Because people were behind the Mac. Then th- this guy was doing like all these crazy moves, but he was being cocky. And keep- people were getting behind him. Mm-hmm. And they put on a, an entertaining matchup. It spilled out to the outside. It was and- cool, just for someone I didn't know. And just that guy just like won me over in that match. I was like, yeah. this guy's cool as hell. He had the. He was oozing that charisma. Yeah. You know, he had that Latin charm, and all, I, I don't all know. the ladies were going crazy over. And- yeah. Uh. Vampiro was out there the whole time. Yeah. He looked like he was impressed. Well, he wasn't impressed. He looked like he was pissed off yeah, the whole time. Yeah, he looked like he was pissed. He's probably, why the fuck do I have to do this? More than likely. Because <laughs> he was out there at the table right by the entrance right with um, um, Melissa Santos. Mm-hmm. So. And someone brought a poodle. Yeah, the poodle. It was like on top of the, it was like on top of the table where the bell was, and Melissa like nudged uh vampiro and she was like look at the dog and he just like shakes his head in disappointment like what what is happening here why am i here um but then the uh, the third match johnny mundo versus drago in a nunchuck match uh and that was entertaining and uh who is they it? had a shitload of nunchucks man yeah and uh what's the girl's name taya taya man she took a shot uh, to the so back yeah, with one of those nunchucks. They were fighting, and then eventually, oh, by the way, Drago looks cool as hell with the all red get up and stuff, and with the red mask. He was awesome looking. Um, this is see him live. This is pretty cool. But uh, and he, he's super short. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that. You thought he was okay? So he's like short. the nephew of Hector Garza. Ah, that's cool. 
He's a nephew of Hector Garza. He passed yeah, away a couple really years talented years. as hell, man. He's just, he's just. The ladies love him, man. He's, yeah. I think he gave like a lap dance to two ladies. Yeah. Those who two ladies that? sitting up front, they got all kinds uh, of action. Who was the most over person? Hmm. Probably Drago. Drago or Johnny Mundo? Did people, well, Paul did it London. seem like people knew the show or people were just like, oh, free show? Seemed like people knew the show. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people wearing lucha shirts and or hats and stuff like That's that. That's cool. Uh, this was the, uh, I know the people listening to the show can't listen, but that was the, uh, or can't see what I'm showing yeah, Doug. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, you can where, see the chain link yeah. on her, running across her back. Taya came out and uh, I forgot what happened, but uh, Drago got pissed. And did she push him out of the way? Or no, no, he moved out of the way when he, because he was about to hit Johnny Mundo with the nunchucks. Mm -hmm. He moved out of the way and Taya got hit with the nunchucks. I was like, oh, because we could see it forming. It it broke over her back, too. But then they did the weirdest. The chain part or the handle part? The handle. Yeah. They did the weirdest shit afterwards of that match. I mean, I know they're trying to promote cricket wireless because Johnny Mundo's (laughs) hill. So after the match, after Drago left, did he do the tongue thing and everything? He did the whole yeah. Okay. He did the tongue thing. Uh, it was he even really, had the he sprayed the mist. Oh uh, yeah, man! He, it's just so cool to see him live and just this whole get up and everything. But um, is he kind of short? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's short. Oh yeah, <laughs> very short. Uh, you can kind of tell from watching the show that he's short. They kind of shoot it to where he, he, they try to make him not look so short. I'll put it to you this way. At one point in the match, uh, Mundo is sitting on the top turnbuckle. He's got his legs down. His feet are on, his feet are touching the bottom turnbuckle. Okay, Drago stands up on the middle turnbuckle, and their heads are even. <laughs> yeah. So, just to give you an idea. Nice. <laughs> uh, who won the match? Uh, Mundo ended up winning it. Uh, but then Drago got the, you know, the the revenge. But yeah, Drago left. And then there were like he was doing like a hill promo and stuff. Then it, like all of a sudden, like that he just turns like because he has to promote Cricket Wireless, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, we have a a winner of this so and so come pretty much pretty much comes in the ring and they're doing poses and stuff to the music and dancing." I'm like, "What the hell just happened? <laughs> I don't it know was what's very going strange. on." Yeah. Very I was like, strange. I don't, I don't know, man. Something just happened there. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun. We didn't get to stick around for the, we for saw, the second uh, show. We saw Stand in Line. We saw Cross uh, from us. There mm-hmm. was distance. We saw Penta, uh, Pentagon uh, Dark. Uh, Dark. Yeah. So he was, was probably in the second who, show. Do you know who all wrestled on the second show? Uh, Cage and Matanza, Matanza was advertised. So I, I assume that Pentagon Dark was. But other than that, nope. I don't know anyone else. Because it was so weird, it was it was kind of a weird setup, okay. Because it's like um, it's like a big, big ass awning, mm-hmm. and in the middle of that awning, they have enough space where they put the ring and the the risers and all that stuff. Yeah, four sets of risers, little tent area where the the wrestlers change, but also they yeah. have it where like only people can go in in and out one way. So it was an interesting setup. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, estimate an attendance for me. A couple hundred. Okay. Let's see. I took a picture. I can try and show you. I mean, I saw the pictures that you guys posted. I just, I can't remember. Yeah. I just thought I didn't know if that was like all of it or what. 
Yeah, I mean every every good. seat ended up being filled. Oh yeah, um, so where you sat in there was good seats. Yeah, I think we had damn good seats, and we were at the very top, and yeah. there were only like six rows. Yeah, so cool. I mean it was you know it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I think this weekend they're in San Diego. Yeah, they're so. only doing three dates. They did Arizona, they did Houston, and now they're doing San Diego. Uh, he picked up the tour shirt. Mm-hmm. I got uh, some sticker. Well, I there's regular stickers that they gave out, little small ones, and they had uh, of the the mask. It was like a little square uh, sticker. This is a tattoo. Tattoo. That was tattoo. A, that was a tattoo. What is it? Just the logo with the dates on the back or something? It just it just said Lucha Underground. I'll I'll take a I'll see if I can find a picture. Yeah, of it they gave out a, a lot of free of stuff. The button, uh, El Ray was gave out a sticker. Uh, there was El Ray representatives there, or people I guess that worked for yeah. El Ray, or they just wore shirts. I don't know. Um, but also, I bought uh, a Lucha sticker, so it was a double pack. Their stuff was quite pricey, but everything is pricey when you go to. I found it justifiable events. because it was a free show. <clears throat> Like, yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, well, technically, they didn't pay anything. Yeah. It's cricket paid for everything. One <laughs> thing I'm curious about, and I don't know if anyone that's listening to this podcast <clears throat> can uh, tell us this. If What was the show before Houston? Arizona. Okay, if anyone went to Arizona, let us know, did you have to pay to get in? Or I wonder no, if, like, they're all the same. They're like, all sponsored they're by cricket, and they don't care about everything. Oh, okay. So, I want, so it's the same getup than, like, this, then. <laughs> it's so cool, man! Just like the four bucks for a wrestling show, mm-hmm. and it was damn good entertainment. And if there's anyone that's listened to this podcast, let us know if you went. To, you know, if you're going to the next one that's coming up, or you went to the one before. Yeah, I know we had fun, and we would like to hear from you know our listeners. Tell so. us about the show that you went to. Yeah, and, and who fought. Yeah. So, and on top of that, we had Halloween. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. Do you have a good Halloween? Oh wait, no Halloween. I'm sorry, that was Monday. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, I'm not talking about, but yeah, well, I'll go with it. Yeah, I actually I missed a good portion of Raw because of Halloween because uh I decided to dress up and stand outside and give candy to all, to all the kids. Scare the kids. Some of them were scared. Some of them were like so confused. But like, what is this really tall, white, puffy thing? Because I was a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and it was one of those inflatable suits. They looked at me so confused. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we came back from Lucha Underground, rushed home after uh, stopping by a nearby, nearby comic store. Um, yeah, we ate, went to a comic book store. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, then we came back home uh, just in time for Hell in a Cell, where we got to kick that off. The uh, kickoff match... Got to see Cedric Alexander, Lince Dorado, and Sin Cara go up against Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, Arya Davari. Do we know who Tony Nese is? Do we know who is Tony's niece? I do not. Okay, I don't know who Tony's niece is. I think. Okay. <laughs> I was going to try and expand that, but no, it's just yeah. not worth it. Um, good guys won, bad guys lost. Um, I lost. You did. Um, Lince. Though he is the golden something of oh, the cruiserweight division, more of all of his uh, or he said his whole outfit was purple. Well, Sin Cara was purple, so yeah, Sin Cara was as well. But he confu- he he messed it up. Yeah, and, that was kind of funny. And what's his name? Corey Graves like bashed. 
corrected him. So, um, yeah. I mean, nothing... I don't know. Uh, for you, Doug, was there anything that really stood out for the opening, the, the kickoff match? Or did you get to see the kickoff match? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, no, I thought it was a pretty standard three-man tag mm-hmm. from these six men. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's um, It seems like... We've seen, I don't know, about five of these between the same same guys, same teams at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it, there was nothing wrong with the work. It was just nothing out of the ordinary from what we've seen from them. Sure. Um, after that, we got to see the uh, the pay-per-view actually start. They kick things off with a Hell in a Cell match for the United States title. Uh, Roman Reigns going up against Rusev. And um, I know a lot of people were crapping on Roman Reigns as of late, whatever. It's a cool thing to do. But I actually I enjoyed this matchup quite a bit. I didn't find too many things wrong with it, and uh, I thought these guys put on a, a pretty good show. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of solid work from these guys. Um, they did what they could to make use of like the environment without like blowing what the, what the upcoming matches were going to do. Like if you like, sure. you don't want to do but you don't do table shit when Owens is going to do table shit in their match. You don't want to do, uh, you know, something that Sasha and Charlotte are going to do in their mm-hmm. match. They basically stuck with the cage and the steps, and that was fine. It was fine for an opener. I thought it was solid work from both dudes, and uh, you know, good, nothing great, but a uh, solid opener, a solid match. Yeah, and I thought the use of the chain mixed with the stairs uh, into the accolade. I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, that was something that set their match apart from everyone else's. Um, you know, just the fact that they used the chain where you know the other matches did not, I thought that was a good good bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so nothing really uh, wrong with it. I enjoyed it. Good work from both of the guys. Solid matchup. Uh, Tyler, anything oh, on one the one thing I will say is this isn't the first time we've seen it, but it's hard to suspend disbelief. The Romans taking punishment with the the mock bulletproof vest. Like yeah. when, when they do the, like he's taking like King shots to the chest. Oh my God. He's wearing a fucking chest protector. Yeah. That it's, thing is like it, foam. <laughs> it's not an actual bulletproof vest, but it's meant to invoke a bulletproof vest in mm-hmm. your mind. So when he's wearing that much padding, like it's hard to buy into he's in danger or he's in pain with that. So I, I wish they would stop doing so much of that. With yeah. Him. You know, like I, I know, that's what they're trying to show, but I know in my head, I feel like it's like not as tough as it's supposed to be. That's why I think every time. Yeah. So. Well, he he's really good at selling, especially like face. I think he's good at like his facial expression selling, but it doesn't match up to what is actually happening. When at least for me, in my mind, it doesn't match up to what's happening when I'm seeing like. A wooden stick hit up against a bulletproof vest, like, and you're selling it. <laughs> I mean, he's doing his best like to get the Like, he feels the over. vibrations of it hitting him, but it's not going to do any long-term damage right. or anything. It's not going to break the skin or whelp up the skin or anything. Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, I got hit by that. Yeah. It'd be like me hitting you in the head with a foam a foam bat or something. I mean, if it, uh. was, if it was just a t-shirt, then I would buy it. Cause yeah. Because you could still get some, some sting in there from through a t-shirt. But it's a fucking, it's not a bulletproof vest, but it's meant to to invoke a bulletproof vest in your mind. So yeah. not only that, but it's got like big ass, like triangular padding on the back and shit. Mm-hmm. That's, up, the, up, 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 that's up. his armor. 
it's it's a nitpick, I know, but I mean, it is, it is something that stuck yeah. out. It'd be it'd be more you know drastic if uh, if you know Rusev had like torn the the padding or whatever off, torn off his protective armor. Are they scared to make that man take off that vest or what? I mean, I yeah, I yep. mean, I think they've done it like once or twice, maybe, but I've never seen. Nope. I haven't seen I his know, stomach comes to mind. I don't know when you saw that, but. I mean, I've, I know that. I think it, it was during the uh, Evolution feud. I know in FCW he wrestled without a shirt and without anything on, but it's like they're scared to let him take that thing off. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's Leaky. part of his look, man. Well, I get that. I mean, like I I can appreciate like sticking with a look, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just it just irks me in this particular scenario. Yeah. Um. But Roman Reigns ends up getting the victory, retaining his United States title. Uh, Bailey went on to defeat Dana Brooke. Nothing really to take away from there. Um, the next matchup, Gallows and Anderson going up against Enzo and Cass. Uh, entertaining promo in the beginning from Enzo and, and Cass. Um, Andy and the big gal. Yeah. The, uh, the match itself, hmm. It's fine. Nah, I would say less than fine. I don't think it's that good. Yeah. Like you said, an entertaining promo, uh, pretty much a nothing match. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was surprised that they did the right thing yeah. and let Anderson and Gallows <laughs> go over. I was actually shocked. But, yeah. Uh, but, uh... It, I think we talked about it last time. I think, like, wins and losses don't really affect them that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cass and Enzo and Cass. I mean... They're super over, and so <clears throat> unless you're going to stop letting them do what's keeping them super over, it's not going to matter that much. Unless it it will matter if you start to push them like they're going to win a title or something. Like if you push them, like you're gonna like they're going to win the titles, and then you pump the brakes and you do that a couple of times, people will stop investing. People will stop buying in that they're going to win. But right now, when they're just fucking having matches with whoever for whatever reason, unless you're going to cut the mic and not let them do like what's keeping them over, it doesn't matter if they fucking lose. you know. Yeah. Um, how long have they been having those uh, types of microphones? A few weeks. Fairly. It's, it's relatively new. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a nice extra touch for them. Uh, especially since Enzo's got the uh, the tattoo of that particular type of microphone tattooed on his hand, so it goes well with it. Um, after that, I know there was a lot of discussion on which which match would close the show. I'm glad that they went with the with the ladies uh, just for historical value. Well, how but, did, how did they put it? Um, this is we have three main events. Yeah, triple main event, whatever it was. Um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I feel. That if we had already had a uh, a women's Hell in a Cell matchup before, so they weren't really making history, I felt like this match would have gone on last, and I think it would have been de- deservedly so. Up until Jericho made his presence known, um, I really enjoyed the matchup. It was, um, you know, the the spots were nice. Get, uh, seeing Owens get thrown through the the two tables or whatever was really cool to see. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Jericho. Like, is he going face? Is he not? Because he's doing things. He's trying like hell to to stay heel. Yeah, he's trying like hell to stay heel. But uh, that eh. list stuff, man. The crowd is eating it up. Well, I mean, it, to fast forward to Raw a little bit, you, he's backing off the list stuff. Mm-hmm. 
But now so, they've posted. I don't know if you guys saw on the uh, on shirt. the shop website. Now they have a shirt. You just made the list, list of Jericho. Oh, well, they're go- well, they're gonna make their money. Yeah, gotta <clears throat> say that money. But um, yeah, I mean, I almost think you have to compartmentalize like ways they're gonna try to merchandise you guys from how they're gonna act. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, we're a long, long way away from the the days when like heels didn't have merchandise. So mm-hmm. like. You just have to live with that. <clears throat> We're not going back to that world. Where's the Paul Heyman, I'm just an advocate shirt? <laughs> I mean, I don't know your argument that it would, it, if we had already had a, like a woman's match in a Hell in a Cell, that this would have made it in deservedly. I don't know that I feel that it was any more any more focused than the women's like angle. Like mm-hmm. if, if you put both angles side by side and you said, what's the A angle and what's the B angle? I'd be like, I don't know, flip a coin. Yeah. So I don't know that I would, I don't know that I buy in that it deserved to main event if not for historical significance. So I, I, I can't agree there. I do think it was a good match. Um, I thought they did some cool spots. I thought they did some cool teases. Um, I didn't mind the Jericho stuff so much. Um, But to me, whenever I look at the three the three cell matches, it was the women who I felt like when I when I watch a hell hell in a cell match, I want to feel like there's an element of danger there. And even though Owens and Rollins had a really good match, I felt like the women brought a feeling of danger to me. It felt like it felt a little reckless and maybe that's because they were a little reckless with their spots, but it felt dangerous. It felt reckless. It felt a little violent. And that's sort of what I want out of a hell in a cell match. I want to feel reckless and violent. And if you, if you put the three cage matches in a row, I felt like the women are the ones who delivered that feeling of like some, uh, you know, somebody might get fucking hurt, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and that's not to take any away from the way that the the, uh, the other two matches worked. I liked all three matches. I just felt like the women brought the danger, and that's what I'm looking for in a cell match. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I would have had a different mindset had they not started that uh, the the women's match the way that they did. The you know the fake the stretcher part that mm-hmm. was my biggest uh, negative for that match. Which you know we can talk about, and once we get to it, but uh, uh, Kevin Owens ends up defeating Seth Rollins um, to uh, to retain his title. Jericho is still in there, and he code breakers. Yeah, the Seth Rollins. Um, then we got to see the cruiserweight matchup: uh, Brian Kidrick uh, versus T.J. Perkins. Another damn match that I lost. That's right. I lost those, the two ones that went on a limb and picked someone else. I lost those two. I like this match fine. I just I just think the wrong guy won. Really? Yeah, I just feel like TJP is going to mesh better once like Metallic and Tozawa get there. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's more geared to have the type of matches you want from the Cruiserweight division with those guys than Kendrick is. And I get that Kendrick's sort of like the off-center piece where he's like, he has a bit of a different style than everyone else. He's got a more toned down, more methodical, more like WWE style than everyone else. And maybe that's why they're so comfortable with him. And mm-hmm. maybe it's 
maybe it's because he's gotten a more positive reaction than TJP. I mean, he's gotten more over than TJP. Let's just be honest. About yeah, it. I think that might be the main <clears throat> the main reason why they gave the title to him. Is like, you know, he uh, TJ Perkins is a is a talented athlete. No no question about that. But there was just something I felt that was kind of lacking. Well, he hasn't been given much to work with. They're That's trying true to, too. They're trying to give him this like. Um, well, number one, first and foremost, and most important, is that they're giving him the old, like, how stupid is this guy to keep trusting Kendrick? The finish mm-hmm. to this match where he hurt his leg, the Kendrick already done the same shit, if not to him, at least in the tournament earlier. This yeah. is the second time he pulled that, so how gullible is he? And he's doing this, like, stupid, like, uh, his friend. I'm always going to be your friend. Like, you keep, like, even though you keep fucking, <laughs> they make him look stupid and gullible and weak. Right. And that, so that's not, you know, that's not something that's going to, like, drive the fans to get behind him. Mm-hmm. And also, like, he he doesn't have a character. They haven't given anyone a character to divest in. Just because they keep having him say dumb video game stuff doesn't... That's not a characteristic. Like, and it's... I think the entrance is cool. I like the music. But they keep having him say stupid, like, you can hit the reset button, dude. Or, like... Or, like, shit that, that doesn't even happen in video games. There hasn't been a fucking reset on a fucking <laughs> console in, in how many how many decades now, you know? If like, only I had an extra life. Yeah, like, that's... No one thinks that's cool. I play the fuck out of some video games, and so do you guys. Yeah. Uh, no one thinks that's cool, and that's I not a character. I am powering up right now. Guy who says video game stuff in real life is not a character, and it's mm-hmm. not cool. So <laughs> what do they have to get behind, you know? And plus, I think, you know, he hasn't really gotten to shine that much in a, in his matches. He's working toned down matches cuz he's yeah. working with Kendrick and Kendrick's working the slow down style. Yeah. Whereas, I mean on purpose he's I mean he could work a far, faster pace but he's working the I'm a heel I'm going to slow it down. Mm-hmm. So. And you know Kendrick is already an established guy, former WWE superstar. The, the crowd is aware of who he is and he's cutting, you know, fine enough heel promos. Um so maybe they're just like, you know what? It felt like the crowd man, they just yeah, we're into it. I like. I'm not. I don't want to feel like I'm shit talking Kendrick. I like him. I just feel like they already went with TJP, and TJP sort of like poised to have the sort of matches I want from the division with the guys who are left. Mm-hmm. And I think Kendrick's like the sort of outlier. Uh, I just don't know that that makes him a good like champ to go with though. Yeah. But Brian Kendrick ends up getting the victory, becoming the new Cruiserweight champion after tapping out TJP. Um, after that, we got to see the New Day going up against uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. And uh, Man, did you see that um, interview that Todd Phillips did with them? Man, they were super goofy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to ask you because they were fucking... A lot of people say they jumped the shark. A lot of people said they've been still... I don't know. Lately, I've I've still been like way into him. Like whenever he's like, "What's your strategy?" Like or like, "How do you guys plan to win the, the match?" They're like, "By pinfall or tap out." Those are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? I don't know. I thought they were so fucking funny on this the, the Todd Phillips thing. I don't know. How have you guys managed to stay such a strong tag team together? We work out together. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. What did what did Kofi says? Man he goes. You have no pecs, and this is a guy that doesn't have pecs. Yeah, Kofi doesn't have pecs. And he's like, Todd, you don't have pecs. I don't know, man. I, I realize they've had the belts for a long time, and people are ready for a mix-up. I think their act still works. I don't know. I, I still yeah. enjoy Oh, for sure, do. for sure. Yeah, They can still cut those entertaining promos and, and get me laughing. Um, not that... 
pour yeah. yourself I mean, a just big bowl of bootios. Well, see, that's what when they get like too over the top of the bootio shit, like that's when I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't want to hear about the bootios so much. But new shirts, I yeah, I like the the Halloween shirts. I thought yeah. they were cool. It works. <clears throat> Halloween theme. <laughs> uh, but Sheamus and Cesaro end up getting the victory via disqualification, but the New Day end up retaining the title. Oh, speaking of uh, Halloween shirts, not to go too far into Raw again, but. Did you see like Graves and the Michael S. Pumpkins like uh Any suit? questions? I missed that. He had like uh he had the suit on or whatever. I mean it looked like the, the suit, I assume it was. David S. Pumpkins. Is oh, is it David? I thought it was Michael. Nah, David S. Pumpkins. I know uh, it was the S. Saturday Pumpkins. Night Live skit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I knew it was S. Pumpkins, but I thought okay, David, my bad. <laughs> First it was David Pumpkins, and it's David S. Pumpkins, and they're like, Why does he have an initial now? Did you see that sketch? Mm-hmm. God, I, I did not. That music was crazy. That episode was actually pretty funny. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in a while. I only saw that one skit. You need to watch uh, the. It was the same episode, but he he redid his uh, Sully character, like the the airplane pilot mm-hmm. that landed in the harbor. Um, it was like it was supposed to be his first day back. Mm-hmm. Inside of a inside of a plane, and uh, that one was pretty funny. And then the uh, the Black Jeopardy sketch was pretty funny as well. Um, mm-hmm. so you want to check that out? But, I never watch it anymore. I only ever yeah. see it when people are like, "This is the this is the segment that everyone's going wild about." That's when I see it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty entertaining. Uh, but anything to really take away from the matchup, Sheamus and Cesaro, New Day. Mm. Uh no, nah, it's kind of a bullshit ending. No one wants that kind of a finish. Yeah, it sucks. But uh, other than that, you know, whatever. The streak continues for New Day. Yeah, they're trying now to the they're longest reign. Yeah, yeah. Now they're gonna so, uh, have they passed them so. or they're about to. They're getting close, and uh, since they're not going to be defending their titles at Survivor Series, one would think that they're going to surpass it unless they have to defend it on on a Raw. Bootios. They make sure. You ain't booty. Um, and that brings us into the main event, Charlotte versus Sasha Banks for the uh, Raw Women's Championship. And, uh, you know, this matchup was really good, but I was immediately sucked out of it, bless you, whenever they did the uh, the stretcher spot in the beginning of the match. Had they not done that part, I think what I would What is that? Uh, gets you. It gets to me because... They're trying to make history. They've hyped it up as these two women, you know, are making history, being the first two women to ever compete inside Hell in a Cell. And, you know, you want it to be organic. You want it to be original. And, you know, I, I completely dug the the attack before the match gets started. I was fine with them climbing up the cell. And even though the that there was a little miscommunication there. I was fine with the power bomb through the table, which you know it was great. It was the stretcher part that I did not like because it it went too far back. It dated too far back to the uh, the Mick Foley Hell in a Cell. It was like okay, I get the importance of the cell, and you know Sasha wants to be the fighting champion. But had they done a different, had they done that a different way, I would have been completely fine with it. I just felt like it was they were ripping off the Undertaker Mick Foley match to make theirs seem more special. I guess to today's crowd who might not have seen that particular match. But other than that, 
I felt that these two these two ladies went to town. They put on an excellent matchup, are you know hard hitting and you know a couple cringe worthy moments. But uh, yeah, I mean that was that was the biggest negative that I had with the match was the stretcher part. Um, I can see where you're coming from. I didn't love the stretcher stuff, but. I mean, I feel like if you knock the match for that, then you have to like knock Shane Taker for doing just for coming just for coming off the cell just because of what Foley did too. Mm-hmm. Which I think, if you take that out of the match, what the fuck was there in that match? Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, and the only thing you could really add to Shane Taker was that Shane was actually a little bit higher than than Mick was whenever he went. Sure, but I mean, I mean, but, yeah. But if we're knocking it for, um. Ripping off, yeah, ripping off. Then I mean, it's yeah. basically the same thing. But and then um, you can also do that to Daniel Bryan for the WrestleMania match where he got stretchered and was like, "No, I'm gonna keep fighting." And I, know. I did. I thought the the stretcher was a little bit drawn out. Mm-hmm. I think why they did it was because they were beating her in her hometown and I, they wanted to make her look like more badass. I mean, I get that it was a Foley thing and that's probably it was tribute in some way. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately it was a. Uh, we're beating her and we're trying to give her as much as we can, like sure. in spite of beating her. So let's make her look like more of a badass where she's like, no, I'm going to come back. Yeah. Uh, but that fucking powerbomb through the table. It was sick. Someone, I mean, I, uh, we always say like how the fuck this, that is a petite woman. And I'm not like saying like <laughs> it's, this is a woman thing. I'm just saying she's a small ass woman and the angle that she went through that fucking table at, we it say was, this all the time: is like, how the fuck did she not kill herself? Mm-hmm. We said that in the in the uh, like the backbreaker on the turnbuckle spot that went haywire. With, yeah, she is a small woman, and it, the, again, the emphasis is not on woman. She's just small. Like her frame is petite. Yes. Yeah, that was neck, <clears throat> shoulders. What she landed on with her legs she, up in the air. Yes, the angle that she hit was fucking like. If you see that steel picture like floating mm-hmm. around, it's like insane. She's completely upside down, upside yes. down with her neck, you know. Because there's someone I don't know if it's WWE.com on Facebook or I don't know if someone else posts. Someone posts that picture. There's a still frame of her mm-hmm. in the air, her yeah. like on the going through that, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that, I had no problem with. Um, I just felt like they brought well. I felt like they were the closest approximation to like the level of violence that I wanted out of a Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. I felt like they delivered that the most. That's all I really want in a Hell Hell in a Cell match is to feel like there is some this this isn't a match like all the other fucking matches. I want them to feel like more reckless. I want them to sure. feel more violent. I felt like they did the best job of delivering that. Yeah, but like going back to the the stretcher thing, like. Okay, so the referee is is helping her walk back up to the ramp. She collapses in pain. The ref's like, oh, shit, we got to get some help. So they get some help, and then they're getting ready to declare Charlotte the winner via, uh, via forfeit, and Sasha jumps off of, the, off of the stretcher. She beats down the EMTs, which I actually chuckled at that part. Um, the referee, who was helping her and saying, no, you're injured, you cannot compete in this match, now suddenly goes, okay, yeah, we're having this match, lock the cage. And, you know, whether it would be an adrenaline rush or whatever it was, Sasha then proceeds to have, you know, the entire matchup. Um, I don't know. That that was just part of it that 
that kind of threw me away. But yeah, like you said, the the danger whenever they did that spot where Sasha got thrown into the cage and landed like right on the back of her neck, you know, that I was like, good lord, this woman's going to end up paralyzed. She took some stupid bones. She, before she's 30, she's not going to be able to walk. Um but yeah, I mean they they tore it down and uh they had a solid matchup. I don't I mean I don't think you can look at that match and say like technically they had like a good match, but I felt like they I mean when I I mean I don't mean that it wasn't good. I mean like if you were like picking apart like technique and stuff like that, I don't think you could be like okay, they had a really good like technical match or anything, but emotion wise and like danger wise, mm-hmm. I felt like they brought all that sort yeah. of stuff that you can't quite like like quantify like I can be like this is a really good job of doing this move you can't really like say like quantify like they made it feel really dangerous and I it felt really I don't know I don't know I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. other than repeat myself over and over which <laughs> isn't clearing up the point anymore <laughs> but uh I don't know I thought I liked the match uh, I don't know I like the spots that Sasha did where she uh put the chair on the bottom rope and uh Charlotte was on the middle rope and then she went through both and uh even the uh even the spot where charlotte tossed sasha on onto the table that was leaning up against the uh the turnbuckle and she kind of just rolled off like that was much more realistic to me than anything else see i thought if i was gonna say a bad thing about the match i thought the finish was anticlimactic and it came out of nowhere yeah but i think the table i think she's supposed to go through the table and they just couldn't break it because they Mm. tried twice yeah and then she just sort of hit the, uh, what does she call the... Um, natural selection. Natural selection. Yeah. And then it sort of felt like out of nowhere. I think maybe the table that she was thrown into was supposed to be the table that Charlotte got thrown onto that broke immediately maybe while so. Sasha was still on the top rope. Maybe so. And it looked like she was supposed to dive off and they were going to crash through well, that Well, the way when she bounced off, the way they went right back to it, I was like, that probably was supposed to break. Yeah. That would have made it feel less... Anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. I think they got their their tables mixed up on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, they made history, and you know the the feel of it where, where they both got in the ring, they're both standing side by side with the ref in the middle, and they're kind of just like soaking in the moment. I you know I completely dug it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great start. Uh, I like the fact that Charlotte you know took the cheap shots. Uh, before the match even begun, uh, I was kind of nervous that they weren't going to stop the cage with whenever Charlotte or uh, whenever Sasha ended up rolling underneath. Like I thought it might have like come down and like stopped on her, and she would be like, "Oh God!" You know, like they would have done uh, an angle like that, and they would be like, "No, raise the cage, get it up, something like I that." I do think it was stupid to beat Sasha here. Yeah, I think the wrong person. Would. Man, they this is. But she, they've hot but shot she, it. But Charlotte's undefeated in pay per view matches. I know, and she's gonna stay that way until fucking Ronda Rousey comes to fucking fight her. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I just felt like it was the wrong person. Then they should have. I don't. I don't fucking know. I hot just shot. felt like it was it was stupid to beat her here. Hot shot. Do you think they're gonna bring Rousey in? Because I heard that after Rousey's next UFC fight, which is coming up, I believe. Uh, she said that she's going to be done with UFC. She said that this is definitely one of my last fights. So it may not be her last fight, but it's... One I mean, of. They're, they're talking about doing that um, that fight with Cyborg at like a catch weight or something. Hmm. So, so they're going to get her to wrestle? They're going to try to 
Supposedly. I bet, she, I bet I bet she comes in. And I bet they keep Charlotte strong until she gets there. If they're gonna train her like they're gonna, she's gonna sign a contract. She's gonna be like a I don't know that maybe she's a special be, attraction. I don't know that she's attraction. gonna be like a full time wrestler. I'm just think she's she, gonna get the Brock Lesnar tra- treatment. She wanted to do that mania shit and they wouldn't let her and now if she's done she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. <clears throat> so is UFC scratching WB's back? Because they gave him Brock. Well, it's not going to be a matter of that. She's like her gonna contract is going to be done with UFC, oh, so. so that she can go. Also, she wants UFC to do she wants. sold and under new management. Oh, hmm. I mean Dana White's still there, but they sold the company to like the Fertitas aren't there anymore. So it's like new people. Hmm. Speaking of selling and all that, have you been you guys been keeping up with uh, TNA and all that? I saw Jazz. Billy lost his lawsuit. Yeah, man, sucks for him. Well, he lost. Well, he gets his money back, but he doesn't get ownership of TNA. Right. Crazy. That's essentially true. But what I read is that he goes, yeah, I may have lost that, but certain issues have been brought to light. Well, what he technically lost was he asked for an injunction to where they couldn't sell without... Okay, what he lost was the agreement between him and Dixie was if you don't pay me back by whatever, then my, what you owe me converts to a certain percentage of stock. And I think it was like 35% yeah. or something like that. And also he gets the president position and, and with that position, he would have a say. Well, he wasn't the president. He gets sold in name only. Uh-huh. She basically like gave him like a working title and then told everyone else he's not that. Don't fucking listen to whatever. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's the whole thing is fucking crazy, man. I don't know. Well, he also said certain things were brought to light during the case and, you know, that he wanted out in public, you know, and this is some of the stuff uh, that he, that he's been trying to fight against certain practices and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, the case isn't all the way done. Like that part of it's done, but essentially like basically his best chance was to win this that he lost. Mm. So, who's this, who's up next in the case against TNA? <laughs> yeah, step on up. So, like Dixie, don't go anywhere. We got a couple more people. We got to get through yeah, first. Done, but <laughs> ah, well, it's not gonna be her anymore. That she's mm. she's only gonna have like five percent. Like uh, Anthem, which is the parent company of Fight Network, is gonna pay Billy his money. Billy's gonna be gone, and they're gonna be running the show, and she's gonna have retain like five percent or whatever but she's still gonna have like her position which is which is stupid as fuck how do you back someone like going through this lawsuit but oh yeah you know dixie knows what she's doing you know what uh continue to do what you're doing and it's hilarious it's hilarious because the day after they fucking lose the they're they have they don't tour so they don't make money that way Mm -hmm. they don't they don't have a television deal that pays Mm -hmm. one of the Two two of the biggest like money they make is from international TV deals. One is in the UK, one is in the India. They're gonna lose they the day after they lost the UK deal because a provision of that is they have to go tour the UK once a year to keep that deal. So that's one of the two things that they make ma- money from. Boom. And the other one is they have to tour India. They're not fucking going to India. They can't pay the people they have right now. They're not going anywhere. They're gonna lose that other fucking deal. So why was Anthem fucking fighting to save this company? It's so stupid. 
I mean, it's kind of stupid for Billy to want it too, because he's as fucked as anybody else if he's in charge. Yeah. But just everyone, everyone's just sort of like so fed up with Dixie's bullshit that they're just like, well, we hope Billy gets it. Even though yeah. he's just as fucked as anybody else who gets it. Well, what Billy should have done, rather than invest in TNA, he should have just started his own promotion and said, guys, they're not going to pay you. I will. Come with me if you want to live. I don't know. Then Billy starts new stuff now, and then people who, or if they, you know, people left TNA or whatever and like to work under Billy, just go work for Billy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. I don't know. It's crazy. Speaking of lawsuits, uh, we'll talk a little bit of the hot topics while we're uh, on the topic of it. Uh, Gawker has to pay Hulk, Hulk Hogan $31 million. That's a lot of dollars. That's a lot. That is more than I will probably ever see in my entire life. So congratulations to him. Uh, Brother. You guys want to talk about Raw? I didn't get to catch a whole lot of it because, uh, like I told Tyler, I was uh, handing out candy to all the local trick-or-treaters. I mean, I watched a lot because I feel like everybody I hear talk about Halloween this year is like, man, I didn't get like a handful of trick or treaters. It seems like it's been like down near. Well, yeah, because I think the I think a lot of people are going to like the church events, the trunk or treats. Yeah, they had an event at HEB in the parking lot. Yeah, people where where people feel like they can go somewhere safe as opposed to a neighborhood where they might not know as many people. Yeah, the malls one. It's you know, Brighton and in in public eye and stuff yeah, but like that. That sucks. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Halloween, like going to the fucking mall or the parking lot or whatever. Yeah, or um, the fucking church. I went to I went to Target on Halloween, and I got sixty dollars worth of candy, uh, and it had gone on discount. So I ended up walking out with like twenty five bucks out nice. of my pocket. Um, and we gave out all but one bag. So. I probably had about eight dollars worth of candy left out of the original sixty or whatever it was that I paid for. You live in a neighborhood that is sort of notorious for trick or treating. Yes, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I got I got home and everyone had put stakes in their yard so people can't park, park in the grass. Yeah. And um, I'm part of a a neighborhood group on Facebook and people were talking about oh it's actually kind of low compared to years past. Uh, they were saying it was low. I was like man I'm loving this like. You know, there was some down. There was a little downtime, and I go inside and watch a little bit of Raw. And then the doorbell would ring, and I'd put my costume, you know, get my costume all set up, open the door, and I'd be like, "Oh, there's a bunch of kids walking around the street." And so I'd go back and stand on the porch and hand out candy. So uh, I DVR'd Raw. I didn't get to go back and watch it, but um, I saw like the opening segment, the Enzo and Gallows match, T.J. Perkins with staples. I did not. I gave out some good candy. It's razor blades, dude. It's razor yeah. blades. I gave out the Snickers with the thumbtacks pressed uh, into them. Come on, man. Man, how bad was that? Oh. <laughs> that Enzo Gallus. <laughs> Trickers Street Fight. That was so yeah. bad. That was so stupid. I mean, it's for comedy purposes. Yeah, but even in the comedy. The gimmick. It's Halloween. I don't know, man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care that it was a Halloween-themed thing. I care that they. it was so bad. Like I didn't like trying to keep the fucking head. You could see how like Gal yeah. is trying to keep the fucking head on. Yeah. And fucking Enzo whiffs so bad on the DDT, and he's yeah. got all that fucking pumpkin and grab on. How did he miss that whole fucking pumpkin? <laughs> I don't know. And then the whole like two whole minutes where he was just like he just stood there and let Enzo like pick up like all those pumpkins and like 
let him chunk him half-assed at him. Mm-hmm. That's uh, too much of a diversion to have a regular part match. Where he got where Gallus had his head dunked into the apples, and you see his hand go into the thing to, to grab, grab the apple and put it in his mouth, and he comes out. Oh. Well, like in, <laughs> like Enzo tried to like not shove his head all the way in, so then he, but then he couldn't grab anything, so he had to fucking scoot yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill Go- Goldberg. Bleh, I can't talk. Gerdberg. Gerdberg. <laughs> he made his appearance. Um, Rusty. I understand that you want to send someone out there who has the physical size similar to a Brock Lesnar. And so you send out Rusev. But don't send out Rusev to do this. And I hate that Rusev is... I saw, you know, I saw this meme uh, today where it's like Rusev is the real American hero, like standing up to yes. all the boys and had like him versus The Rock and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, now Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that he's like, they feel he's, I mean, clearly he's, he doesn't, they don't think he's disposable and clearly he's not like buried by this. It just sucks that he's the guy who's got to take it. Yeah. Cause he realistically, I mean, Owens is technically your top heel, but this year number two heel for sure. Sure. And it just sucks that I don't know that he, that he has to sell two knees to the gut True. while Goldberg poses to get ready for the jackhammer. All right, that was a rough jackhammer, a rough spear, and he fell down on the knee. Yeah, yeah, he barely got him over on the jackhammer, and uh, fucking Brock Lesnar is a big bigger than fucking Rusev. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I get it, man, I get it, but still, oof, it, it was uh, rough. Yeah, it was, it was a rough segment for Goldberg. Just getting him ready for the jackhammer he fell over. So, yeah. Uh, TJ Perkins defeats Brian Kendrick via countout so that uh, Kendrick retains. I dig it. You know, I like the match. Yeah. I thought this match was better like than the, the paper. Yeah, match. I like the aggression from Perkins. Me too. Um, it was smart on Kendrick. Although... In most matches, a referee would say, "No, you've come through the, you the bottom rope. You broke whatever. the plane. You know the count starts over." Um, but I think what I think he was making it clear, like what he was doing. Like, yeah, I think he was trying to be like, "I'm clearly like backing out." Or yeah, whatever. I did not mean to get into the ring. I'm canceling that. Um, smart move. I like it. It, it works. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to get that rematch. Yeah. Um, we all know we're headed for Swan next, though. So. Do you think he can handle that? Honestly, I put it on Swan. If if they're not going with TJ, I put it on Swan. He like, is one of the most over cruiserweights right now. He's one of the only over cruiserweights. <laughs> there's Kendrick and there's him. Mm-hmm. Who's handle over it. besides Kendrick and Swan? No one else. No one else. Who's, uh, Drew Gulak. <laughs> Tony Nice. I like Drew Gulak, but he's, he's not, not fucking over. He's not. He's not. I like Cedric a lot too, but he's not no, over yeah. either. You know. Mm-hmm. Because all they're doing is being thrown together in tag matches. They don't get time to shine. Same fucking team that they're doing six man tags with. Yep. I mean, they did that uh, later on. It was Rich Swan who replaced Sin Cara, uh, Cedric Alexander, Lindsay Dorado, who defeated Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, and. Don't worry, man. Ariana they're going to change things up once Kalisto gets back. He'll be thrown in the mix. Uh, he's on SmackDown. I mean, maybe with oh, he's the, not, maybe he's with he's the, on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. He's not. What's he doing? Nothing. Nothing. He's been hurt. Well, I mean, maybe transfer to Raw and he can be maybe part with of it. the six oh five live thing. Maybe he'll show up on that. Oh, it's, I'm sorry, six six oh five. <laughs> that would be a show to watch. <laughs> I know, right? All of our competitors are six hundred and five pounds. <laughs> well, I was I was doing six oh five from like WCW six oh five, like yeah, Turner time. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> I got that a little bit twisted. 
This isn't a WCW. It's a Cruiserweight show. It's 205 Live. Yes. Maybe Kalisto can show up on that. That would be nice. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how that's going to work. For those of you who did not hear, the WWE Network is going to be launching a show called 205 Live on Tuesdays, focusing strictly on the Cruiserweights, which I think is great. Um, Okay, well, is this going to be like matches or is like behind-the-scenes stuff? Matches. It's going to be matches. It's going to tape after SmackDown Live. Similar to to NXT. So they're going to have their stuff on Raw and they're going to have the show? Yes. They're going to – for now, for right now, as far as we know, could change. They're still going to be on Raw. They're also going to have – the 205 Live, I almost said 605 again. <laughs> they're st- and then they're going to do the 205 Live. It's going to air live on the network after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So so I guess Talking Smack is out the window. No, Talking Smack is going to go to after 205 Live. Oh, interesting. Which is weird. But, that uh, is weird. Well, they're taping it right immediately after SmackDown in the same building. So hmm. I wonder how that that crowd's going to re- react to the 205 like, yeah. show. I'd figure they would like recorded at full sale you know because that crowd gave them a much better reaction they are they're able to keep up with the stories i thought if they were gonna do it on tuesday you would think they would have done yeah i mean your scenario is best because those people are more in tune with who those guys are yeah but i thought if they were gonna do it on tuesday at smackdown they do it first yeah but i guess because of their i guess they'd be worried and i guess they'd be worried that six would be like too early to um Ask people to get in to fill the stadium or whatever. Yeah, I'm like oh, I just got home from work. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. And this goes back to uh, you know they're doing they're doing this show on Tuesdays. This goes back to our thoughts on the cruiserweight should have been exclusive to uh, to SmackDown. Like this would have made the most sense. Yeah. So there's there's your hour focus on the cruiserweight division that you know they've been needing. Yeah. God, there's so many things that they should have done differently for this brand split. You could have had the women on one on one show. You could have had tag teams on on the other. You could have had the cruiserweights exclusively on, on SmackDown. I think that would have helped out. It's just ah. Yep. Now it's there's too many damn titles, and I know you can't please everybody, but you need to please us at least. Um, let's see. Owens and Jericho and Roman are going to be members of the uh, Survivor Series matchup with no implications whatsoever other than bragging rights, which shows more dominant. Who cares? Um, Well, they're playing it up like this is the only time in the year that Raw talent will face SmackDown talent. Yeah. And not until 2017, which would be the Royal Rumble, are we going to see more interaction from these two brands. <clears throat> well, see, the thing I find weird about it is that, I mean, we could just sort of say who the teams are without having to worry about. I mean, okay, you said everybody who Braun and yeah, Braun because he won the uh, the battle royal later on. He got the spot. Yeah, and um, I think there's a rumor that Sami Zayn's going to be the fifth guy. Oh, there is a fifth guy still for Raw. Mm-hmm. Huh? Forgot about that. And um, SmackDown team is going to be. Orton, Wyatt, uh, I'm already forgetting. AJ Styles. AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, and who's the other person? Uh, Baron Corbin. James Ellsworth. (laughs) (laughs) What I think is weird about it is I understand that they're doing the, this means a lot, so we're going to pick our quote-unquote best guys. 
Mm-hmm. So I get why there would be faces and heels. But I don't want every fucking one of these Survivor Series elimination matches to be like the teams can't trust each other. And yeah. that's the story of all three matches. Like, there's baby faces and heels on the same team. What are What's they gonna, gonna happen? Are they gonna put the brand before their own beef? I don't yeah. need three fucking matches of that. And so okay, I get that. So now we're gonna have four matches total so far. Uh the Goldberg, the three Survivor series. So that's okay. You've got. We're not getting any title matches because they're all on teams. Yeah. So you've Minus got. Minus Ziggler and. I mean. That's weird. Rusev, I and, guess. And, oh, Ro- Roman, Roman's yeah, on the fuck. five. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got the the ladies. So that's 10 women, which is basically all of them. Uh, you've got 20 men in the tag team Survivor Series. Which is basically all the teams. Yeah. Which is all the teams. <clears throat> and now you've got another 10. For the five-on-five five singles males, and then you've got Lesnar and Goldberg. So, and they're talking like this is going to be a four-hour show plus a pre-show. Yeah, good luck with that. These are going to be some long, drawn-out matches. I mean, what are we going to see? Bo Dallas versus Curtis Axel, like sixty-man Iron Man match. I mean, I can see like the tag match going like forty minutes or something, but. I mean, I don't know if they're. They've I feel got, bad for the crowd that's going to be like low. They're not going to be able to see anything. I don't. I mean, I don't see forty minutes worth of talent in that tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's just not looking good. Um, did y'all see? I didn't see he's talking. Did you see talking smack this week? I did not. I, did I heard not. that there were. I guess like uh, American Alpha were on there and they were ask, being asked about like. Having to face off against like Enzo and Kaz and the other. Oh, I did hear about that. They're like, uh, they were like, this is a wrestling match or something <laughs> like that. I thought it was pretty funny. We'll just remind them that this is a, a wrestling match or something along those lines. Um, yeah. Th- those poor bastards. They American Alpha were so fucking over in NXT. They're not over for fucking shit on SmackDown. Bailey was over as Bailey was the motherfucking face of NXT. Mm-hmm. Nope, she's not over for shit because they keep fucking beating her into the ground. Like Sami Zayn keeps losing. Sami Zayn was over as shit. He was even starting to get over on the roster, <laughs> and they take it out yeah. of him. Those were all fucking white hot acts that they fucking cooled the fuck off of in record time. Yep. So stupid. It is. Shame on you, WWE. Shame. 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 Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Charlotte and Bailey had a segment. Then Nia Jax defeats Bailey, who Nia Jax has been God knows where. Well, here's my thing about this is that you can either acknowledge NXT if you'd like, or you don't have to. That's fine. I'll take, I will take at your discretion either way. But if you choose to acknowledge NXT, which she did because she said it in the fucking promo, then you also have to acknowledge that not only has she wrestled Nia Jackson in NXT, she mm-hmm. fucking beat her in NXT. Mm-hmm. You can't be like in the, within the same selective segment. memory. Yeah, it's just so bullshit. Oh, that never happened. What happened exactly? What's NXT? I don't know, man. <laughs> man. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus defeat the Shining Stars. Roman Reigns defeats Chris Jericho via disqualification. Odd ending with Seth Rollins making the save. Um, 
interesting He's little stare now. down. Roman Reigns is trying to like comprehend what's happening, which I did. I I was okay with that because it's like, wait a minute, well, I hate you, but you're helping me, and this is weird. Let's hug Very it out. surreal. Let's hug, hug it out. Then Dean Ambrose can come down and DDT both of you and turn heel. Oh shit! Dean Ambrose turn heel. What are y'all thoughts on uh, Dean Ambrose maybe turning heel? Not saying that there's any rumors or anything coming out, but I feel like it might happen. Mm-mm. No, I think it's more likely that Orton. I know they're doing that. God, like, Orton. I know. Okay. Oh, God, first, Orton. first of all, this is so bad. It's so bad. But I know they're doing like the he's faking like he's gonna be. I but I feel like Orton's gonna go heel, and but that's he had gonna the be twinkle here. in his eyes. Okay, look. <laughs> Let's let's get into this because let's get into it. How do you ex- in, even within kayfabe terms? How do you explain that? How Orton does Wyatt has power as Orton does it. So how did he fake Wyatt out that he has the fucking blink in his eye? Even within kayfabe context, you can't explain what happened in that segment. You know what I'm saying? See the mystical power because Orton doesn't of, have powers. Or- well, he does not. It does. Okay, he Bray does. Wyatt has powers. Maybe Randy Orton siphoned some of his powers. Well, what it is because I don't know if you remember. Remember when he did the upside down thing or whatever? That's true. That is true. He didn't make the video screen turn oh. upside down. I thought he just made see things. I from thought his he was view. just having the cameraman flip the camera. And well, he had that. that and he had, he had the that's twinkle in his eye then, I believe, Did as he? well. I think. I don't. This. I would definitely remember if his eyes twinkled before now. <laughs> but see what it is. The reason as to why he has the twinkle in his eye now is because it's Predator Technology 3.0. What does that mean? It's better than Predator Technology before, but it is now. Oh, Bray, you are. A god. You're a god, man. Yo, this shit is so bad. You know who I feel sorry for? Luke, Luke Harper. <laughs> Did you see that moment? Did you see? I thought he was... Okay. You, Bray was saying something, and then he turned around and looked at Bray or whatever. Serious? Did you, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Was that just me? or I thought I he think, was like, what the hell I think are you Orton talking about, is, Bray? I think Orton is trying to do the divide and conquer. He's trying to get it Luke like Harper that. to be like, did really? You You're going to pick about? this guy? Yeah. I'm out. I'm okay. done. After this, we'll show you, because I swear he looked at him like, he did. what the fuck are you talking about, Bray? We he even did just- it during the match with Kane. Oh, did he? Because because uh, uh, Orton... Cause Harper was about to do something to Kane, and Orton pushed Kane into the Sister Abigail. And so Harper was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? So I think they're getting ready to split Wyatt and Harper up. And then that's whenever Orton's going to swoop in and strike. Or that's when Orton's going to become Bray's new partner. He's going to become his bitch. That's right. Bray's bitch. Bray bitch. Bray bitch. Sparkly eyes. Mystical powers. I don't know, man. If you, I, you know what I would like to see, me. Luke Harper having kick-ass matches. Man. <laughs> You're not the brightest. Let's make Luke Harper matches great again. The slightest. By letting him wrestle. Matches. Matches. Um. Without Bray. Did you guys catch the uh, the backstage segment 
with Dean Ambrose for the where the interviewer stumbled and said James Ellis. Nope. I don't. I mean, I saw the whole show, but I don't remember. It was just. I mean, it was just real quick. It happens. It's live TV. Sometimes you forget. Sure. Uh, but like they should. <laughs> I cracked up for two reasons. One, Dean Ambrose is you know sitting there backstage. He's getting ready. He's warming up. Whatever. And then all of a sudden, like Daniel is ferociously shadow boxing <laughs> for everyone at home right now. Yeah, I'm he's a been beast. shadow boxing this whole time. <laughs> I'm a beast. Um, but out of nowhere, the uh, the lady I do not remember her name, so I apologize. Charlie Caruso, huh? I don't know who. You're uh, right. You're right. But anyways, she just slides in. Like all of a sudden, she's just there. Exactly. And um, hey, Dean, she's just there, and she's like, Dean, what do you think about your upcoming matchup? And what do you think about the the banning of James Ellis? <laughs> And he goes, well, first off, of course I'm ready for the matchup. And as far as James Ellsworth, Ellsworth, like, he made a point to correct her. Correct her, yeah. Uh, so there was, that was two things that I chuckled at. One, the fact that she just, like, swooped in immediately, and then he corrected her on the name. Hey, buddy. Kelsey even wanted me to rewind it, and she was like, go back, and I want to listen to that. I want to listen to her say it again. But uh, it's whatever, you know. Speaking of you thinking people are going heel. I see. This, you think that Ambrose is going to go heel? I think Ellsworth goes heel and fucks Ambrose out of the title. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, man. I think but he had a going. smile on his face at the end because he got his redemption. Yeah, but Dean's been sort of an like he just wants to like help out and go to ringside, and Dean's sort of been like, "Hey, man, fuck off." I mean, he's been nice about it, but he's essentially been like, "Hey, fuck yeah. off, buddy. This is my shit. You're all up in my Kool Aid. I'm not your buddy guy." <clears throat> and then. I think we're going to eventually get to where Ambrose is about to win the title and Ellsworth fucks him. Ooh. Fucks him? Ugh. Has sex with him right in the ring. Yeah, because yeah, it's going to be at a TLC match where anything goes, and so he's going to... That dick is legal. <laughs> Ambrose is going to be climbing the ladder, and Ellsworth is going to go in there with the kendo stick, pull his pants down, and wham! Right up Main Street. So Damn. Damn. Uh, so I think Ambrose is going to stay babyface. Hmm. Interesting theory. Who else? They, they they don't have any other strong baby faces. It'll be a double switch. AJ goes face. Mm, nope. Crowd's no. already chanting for him. He had to he had to make sure to tell them tell the crowd to shut up. Nah, I mean, Casino's got to win that belt from him. Yeah. Mm. Probably at the Rumble and not at Mania because if Undertaker's back, we're getting Cena, Undertaker at WrestleMania next year. Write it down. Book it. Quote me. All right. Remember, Cena wins. Cena wins the. Cena. Cena wins the belt at the Rumble. Cena Wiener. Cena versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Quote mm. me on it. Okay. Quote. Uh, what do you guys think about the Miss TV segment? The uh, with uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I like the intensity from Daniel Bryan and um, AJ Styles. WWE. World. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I liked I liked the points that Daniel Bryan was making. He was like, look, you want to be on this team, yet you're not willing to prove it. You had a chance to to get your title back and you and you didn't take it because you wanted to do it on your terms. I want a guy who's gonna fight for for the spot. So uh, you know, you can sit on the sidelines, you can do all the commentary. So Dolph you want. Ziggler, who's proving right now that he's a fighting champ, yeah. is also not gonna be on the <laughs> That's right. He's going to be a fighting champion 
and uh, defend his title in an open challenge against Kurt Hawkins. And that was a quick little matchup. Dolph Ziggler wins and issues a challenge to anyone from the Raw locker room. Says, if you want to fight me, then we'll fight. What do you think, Rusev? Hmm. Is that the highest profile match they can do? Who's the highest profile heel on, on Raw? It's got to be Rusev, right? Yeah. I, I bet we so. get that. I'd be okay with that as long as Rusev crushes. I hope so. Yeah. But then that would mean Rusev goes over to SmackDown, right? Well, it'd be non title, I'd assume. Uh, okay. Bragging it's rights. It's more of like an exhibition. Bragging rights, bitch. Dolph Ziggler can try to sleep with Lana. <laughs> well, he's already uh, had his fun with her. Yay. But uh, Usos defeat the Headbangers. Whatever. Thrasher. Um, then Dean Ambrose defeats AJ Styles with some help from James Ellsworth. Kind of. He didn't do kind anything. Of. He was just there. He was running. He ran around the arena. Yeah, he That's distracted he AJ Styles. No... When AJ pushed him over the fucking announce table. Oh my god. <laughs> that was pretty that good. That poor bastard. Um I listened the second time because when he last week when AJ did the bicycle kick to the outside and I was worth, he fucking knocked the fuck out of him in too. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just trying to kill that poor guy. <laughs> he's like, Stop interfering in my matches. Um He was actually he's been a guest on the uh Talk is Jericho. And uh, they did a like forty five minute interview. I listened to that during my lunch break. It was actually really, really cool to hear him talk about it because uh, you know he talked about being a, a promoter and his business and how he got contacted by the WWE and how everything went backstage and and they were like uh, so he was like okay so take me okay you walk back through the curtain how does that go and he was like oh it was fine and uh, Vince came over and shook my hand and said great job kid and and Jericho was like Vince got up and. Gave you a compliment? He was like, yeah. He was like, I think maybe in my entire career he's done that twice. He was like, that's something he doesn't do. And he was like, oh, really? Well, that makes it even more special for me. And uh, and he was like, uh, so what happened then? He was like, well, they asked me to uh, show up at SmackDown. And, of course, Vince was there. And he was like, hey, there's Ellsworth. And he was like, he came up to you again and shook your hand? He was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. Like, this is not something that Vince McMahon does. So he was like, wow, you know. Like, you could tell Ellsworth was being really humble about it. He was like, yeah. this is just me living out my dream. And the fact that, I, that I'm being talked to by Vince McMahon and Chris Jericho, it's like, it's an amazing experience. Um, and Jericho's like flipping out. And he's like, that's something that Vince McMahon never does. Like, you never hear anyone do something like that. And um, You ask him about that shitty offspring tattoo? Yeah. He did? Yeah. Oh, I was just he didn't know it was an offspring tattoo. Uh, he was like, I thought it was just some demon. He was like, no, that was, the, that was the, uh, one of the... Last concerts I went to with, uh, I think it was Axel Rotten, uh, someone like that. He was like, yeah, we went to the Offspring. I was a big Offspring fan, and I got it when I was like 19. And uh, and he was like, oh, I thought it was like a demon head tattoo or something. He's like, no, it's, it's for the Offspring. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty fun interview. Uh, you might want to check it out. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to more stuff from James Ellsworth. Is so how long... I'm- Keep him separated. He's got a a contract. I don't know. He is more of a per appearance kind of thing. But I mean, heck, his t-shirts selling better than they were expecting, and um, you know, there's there's talks that he might get a Royal Rumble spot just because of the uh, of the reaction that he's gotten with the crowd, which I think is great. You know, more power to him. Um, But that 
that pretty much does it for SmackDown. Talking about a couple more hot topics. Uh, I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about this last week? Austin Aries and his his eye injury. A little bit. Yeah, I think. Um, well, it turns out he suffered a large orbital fracture due that to that was kick a from nasty Shinsuke. Looking picture um, afterwards. He's. I saw the video where he got kicked, and yeah. then, you know the referee came there and did the X. Mm-hmm. And then you see the picture afterwards, the swelling and all that. Um, he is expected to either have or he has he has had um, surgery to repair it because it was pretty nasty. Mateo's uh, out. Yeah. Austin Aries out. Yeah. So he's expected to be out until early 2017. So a few months, at least it's not like a full year. But uh, but yeah. And there's also rumor that The Undertaker will be returning to WWE programming later this month. So be on the lookout for that. Also, to wrestle John Cena. To start his feud with John Cena. Like I just said. Do, 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 do. Undertaker. Okay, Put man. in the books. Doug's prediction. We can do what WWE 2K17 does in their universe modes. They pair up people. Yeah. I had Undertaker versus James Ellsworth. Really? Yeah. Now, that'd be a match that everyone, I think, wants to see. Who won? <laughs> Undertaker. Oh. Because right. I, I didn't play it, and I just um, fast-forward it, and then Undertaker won. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, no Total Bellas, no Q&A this week. So that'll pretty much do it for us, unless there's something that you guys want to talk about before we wrap, Chicks, wrap up the show. Man. And talk about chicks? No, I got to pee pretty bad. All right. Well, that's going to do us for us this week. So make sure to submit your questions to uh, WNS Podcast or our YouTube channel, WNS Video. If you'd like to submit an, uh, an audio clip for our upcoming 300th episode, make sure to email that to podcastcrew at yahoo.com. Check us out on wrestlingnewsforce.com, wrestlingnewsforce.com on Facebook, and subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast, and feel free to give us a review on there as well. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. The podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Abear. There you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Taylor. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week.